Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ideally Though. Ideally Though. I'm your host Erica and with me as usual is my hubby, my bestie, my butter biscuit. What's up y'all out there? Happy Pride Month. Yeah. Second weekend to uh, Pride Month. It is. Happy Pride Month. Getting Shout out to the baby girl. And closer to my birthday. Yeah, the most important day of the month, of course, as we spoke about. <laughs> of the time. year, besides <laughs> Jesus' birthday. You know, very important. Very important. Uh, what's going on today? What, what so, are we going to be talking about? So, um, we're going to be discussing a bit of a part two, a sequel, if you will. One of our favorite list episodes, which is nice. Um, this is going to be some of our top movies and TV shows. TV shows and movies. So, uh, just a quick list, you know. Seems to be uh, some of our favorite stuffs. Okay, kind of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a lot more movies on my end. Yeah, I went for the shows. Yeah, so. so, I think this would be a good mixture. What do you think? Yeah, because, you know, I want to let everybody know what I've been recently watching. Yeah. Some things are old. Some things are recent. Well, most of my stuff is from, like, last year or this year for uh-huh. the most part. I think I have, like, one thing that might be just a little bit older. But I have shows that people may not have watched yet. So, you know, maybe if I review it for you, then you might check it out. Okay. I'm like not getting it. sponsored like for this, but I should. All right. I uh, <laughs> I got a few, I guess, that are um, – I can't really remember the dates on all of them. But I know we're going from, like, 2010 up. So, you know, some, some pretty good movies in my opinion. We'll see. Okay. Well, I guess I will start. Yeah, you go first. Okay. This is a show – um, it basically has its own universe. This is a show I usually watch at night. I'm a weirdo when it comes to what my nighttime TV watch is to put me to sleep. I really like to watch like scary things or at least have it in the background. Scary, uh, sleepy time viewing. You know why I probably do it? It's because um, I've always slept with a TV growing up. Uh-huh. And I think with scary movies or shows, you know, I can have it low. And then have you ever noticed like, the um i guess like it's it's darker on screen yeah you know it's not bright like oh i'm watching something that's a drama and they're outside oh, it usually okay. gives so a dim lighting just aesthetically it's a lot more pleasing to go to sleep right. versus the violence listen i and mean the scary stuff and i usually watch stuff at night that i've already watched multiple times i'm never someone who's watching something new because i want to pay attention to the new things i'm a real big tv person right um i don't think anybody knows this but i wrote this big list of shows um and some movies that i have not finished watching so it was like 40 items on my list and i'm down to the last the last uh tv show because what happens is i'll watch a season it takes like a year and a half to come out with another season and I've moved on and I'm like, I'm going to watch that. It's always on my list and things, one thing, you know, one thing happens and then I'm down to, I have 40 things on my list I haven't watched since 2018. So I made myself kind of like a summer reading list and I've been watching show after show after show. Like don't take my black card, but I never watched Power. So I was like, oh, I need to watch Power. I need to watch Force. I need to watch Ghost. Right. I need to catch up. 
And I did that within like two weeks. And I was able to get through three, well, it was seven seasons on the first First Power, um, the first season on Force, and then I got through uh, the the whole thing of Ghost Book 2 by the time the last episode aired. It's way too much TV for me. I, I was dedicated, okay? Your girl Absolute was on it. you were there, huh? I was on it. Um, but my first show that I would recommend is one of my favorite shows to watch. Sorry, that was kind of like a long <laughs> explanation. Is um, The Haunting on Hill House. Um, it is directed by Mike, what is his name, Flanagan? He's, you know, he's kind of responsible for like Oculus and... What else did he have? Gerald's Game. Um, what was it? Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, before yeah, so you this wake. Guy's done some some pretty significant things as of late. Right. Um, right. he did a lot of this recently scary stuff. I dig it. I dig um, it. Haunting on Hill House is something that has its own universe. So if you watch that, the next thing you need to watch is um, Bio Manor, which is a series. It's everything is like one season. So, Haunting on Hill House, Bio Manor, then you watch Midnight Mass, and then after that, you will watch The Midnight Club. He has now created his own, like, um, universe. The Flanniverse. Yeah, the Flanniverse. If yeah. You That's good. You should, <laughs> you know, he should ask if he can have that. Um, but the best one to me is Haunting on Hill House. Just to give you a little bit about it, it is about, like, five brothers and sisters who are... Um, with their parents who are renovating, they renovate houses, so they like buy houses, fix them up, and then sell them. Yeah, they flip houses. Yeah, they flip houses. And this is like in the, I think it was like the early 90s, I guess, and there were small children. There was like five of them. And while they're in this mansion, there's a lot of like paranormal activity that happens that actually leads them, it follows them while when they get older. So it does a lot of flashbacks to when they're like, 10 11 12 13 um and then it takes you to the future where they're in their like 20s and 30s and how it really has impacted them and their relationship not only with each other but with their parents um it's a great show oh my god and remember when we first watched it it was like we only watched that night yeah of course i mean that's the only time you should be watching anything that has to do with horror or anything spooky is at night in general you know I get scared, and I'd be like, "Don't, don't leave." You, you're you're a big weenie, but there's that. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I think you had read, and we kind of, and what I do, I watch. I'm a serial uh, TV watcher, like over and over. I watch the same. I watch that season 15 million times. Yeah. Remember, yeah. you read that if you watch it again or pay attention closely, you can catch all like the ghosts in the background. Yeah, I was telling you that. Yeah. Because uh, I was pointing them out during when we were watching it initially. Our yeah. first time, I was like, oh, there's a thing in the background. You guys see that? And then from there, uh, you know, after finishing it all, it was like reading up, like, how many did I miss? What did I see? What didn't I see? That was, that's, uh, that's good. That's good filming. That's good TV. It was so <laughs> good. So, I mean, I guess with Mike, he only does one season for each TV show. So, each one of them is just one season. I'm pretty sure he's going to give more to the Flanagan universe. Um, but if you want to start off, you have to start with the first one, which is, and they're all different stories, but I would start with the first one, which is Haunting on Hill House. Yeah, of course. I mean. It was a great show. Uh, it it, it kind of gives you the universal feel of what American Horror Story 
Is yeah, it's the same thing. The Flanniverse is pretty dope. It uh, is really if I, good. If I do say so myself, it's pretty dope. Okay, so what what do you got on your list? I like your choice, man. Oh, thank it's hard you. To be with. Okay, um, all right. For my first one, uh, I'm gonna give you a sci-fi action thriller mm. movie. Uh, this is Upgrade. Now I can't remember what year it was. I believe it was 2017 when this released. I could be wrong. Please don't quote me. But um, this uh, this action sci-fi thriller basically follows. Uh, I want to say his name is Logan, and he is a mechanic, very man who works with his hands, uh, very uh, down and grounded when it comes to like you know labor, uh, blue collar kind of guy. Really not into tech, but his wife is a tech genius, you know, and they share that balance between one another. She he you know brings the the uh, Neanderthal into her life. Ooh, not a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> and um well while after suffering a horrific accident that leads to the death of his wife and him being a uh, a paraplegic or uh, quadriplegic, yeah. Uh he uh Event undergoes and basically signs himself up for this experimental like treatment, which could basically give all of his motor function and everything back. Uh, he's bound to a wheelchair before he goes to his like his bit of depression and shit, and then he finally was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. And um, he meets with this experimental doctor, and he does a surgery. And it's insane. the The surgery basically consists of uh, an AI. It's called uh, man. I think it's called Stem. I want to say it's called Stem, and uh, it connects to the uh, cerebellum. And at that point, he got his motor functions back. But it also kind of like infiltrates his mind. Like he can talk to it. And oh wow! It can respond to him, and. Uh, when he allows it to have complete control, he can do some crazy things. Um, I really like this film because uh, it gave me, um, it gave me vibes of uh, the raid. Honestly, with uh, a lot of combat, so similar, very close quarters fighting, CQC, um, a lot of very cool camera work. That's what I really love about it. It very it gave me the feelings of uh, walking away from like Kingsman and the Raid. Like I love it, anything that has the the camera be a part of the action and not just watch the action. Uh, those types of films, I'm in it to win it. And this is one of those ones. Um, I can say right now, it's brutal as fuck. This is one of those ones that uh, I think I have all of them, if I'm not mistaken, of all my choices are on the brutal side of things so if you're not too into you know violence or people getting hurt uh this might not be your cup of tea however uh for a um not john wick you know shooty shooty all the timey kind of action movie this really cleansed the palate for me um Great cinematography, awesome colors and aesthetic, and um, very uh, thematic. When did it come out? Hmm? Again? When did it come out again? 
I want to say this came out around the time 2017. Okay, it's not too old or anything like that. It's not too old. Okay, but um, in a in a time frame where we're getting a bunch of John Wick clones with the you know the shot that how everything is like really like close quarters and all handgun fire, right? You know, it this was really unique in its own right in its own action kind of way and uh, tells a great story. Uh, a very interesting story. I think it's an interesting allegory on how we, uh, as a society, kind of de- come, become dependent on tech and if we can trust that type of stuff. Um, what would you What would you do, and what would you allow yourself to do in order to get some type of some part of you back? Um, you know, are there moral lines or ethical lines towards those things? All in a shooty, shooty, bang, bang, punch, punch action uh, sci-fi film. And I love it. Where can Upgrade. we find this at? Is it on, like, Netflix? Um, or? This, I want to say is on either... I've, I've seen it recently on Prime Video. I've seen it recently on Netflix. And I want to even say on Max okay. at this point. So I want to say it's, it's on all of those. And if not, you can definitely find it on uh, Prime Video for sure. Okay. Upgrade. Great all right. Movie. I'm bringing it back to TV shows. All right. Um, I've been for the last, I would say like three years, really been getting into like Korean drama, um, Korean suspense, Korean, like horror, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is a Netflix show. Again, um, it is All of Us Are Dead. Ooh, good one. I love that show. A lot of people don't tend to catch these type of shows or they catch them like later on, kind of like Squid Games, like. You wait until the hype when uh, multiple people catch it, and then you're like, oh, let me check it out. Well, I'm giving y'all the tea right now so you can check it out and be one of the first. Well, this actually came out last year, so you're a little behind. Um, but it is a high school. So it's ba- so the story is a high school has basically become ground zero for like a zombie outbreak. Um, and then the trap students and some of the teachers, they have to fight their way out. Or turn into one of the affected. Um, I think it really follows a good like six, six to eight students, and you get like one teacher. There's a principal. There's a father, a mother, all trying to get to the high school. I believe it takes place in like Seoul. Um, I believe it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tend to like to uh, get the English, you know, the dubbed, you know, get the English Ooh. voice over it. Listen. I don't mind the voices. I don't care. Y'all, you, you think it's too hard when you got the... <laughs> I don't mind it. I I can't. I don't want to look at subtitles the whole time. That's just me. Um, but it is a good show. Um, yeah, it came out in 2022, so last year. There's only one season, but they did get a green light for a second season. It was that good. And I know, like, we've been getting zombie and affected um like series shoved down our throat because like the walking dead but i feel like this was a little bit of a different take yeah and you know what i'm if i may i'm inclined to agree like i i was one who was definitively suffering from zombie fatigue yeah you know in the same range of like superhero fatigue but like this one uh is the perfect rendition of an anime i used to watch called high school of the dead and it's awesome. Like, 
I was blown away by it. This was one of the the better ones that that are on, that's on Netflix for sure. Yeah, they be kicking ass. Be like it. You know what? It's a lot of always like bullying. I noticed in like like a lot of Asian part. You know, well, like I mean, South Korea. Cultural. That's what yeah. Very there. that part kind of disgusts me about the high school aspect of the show. A lot of bullying. Like we right. would have had to throw hands. You right. know. Catch me house outside. How about that? <laughs> but you really get invested in these characters. Like there's this like chubby character. I call him brother in law, and that's not even his name. He actually calls his best friend brother in law. But you know sometimes it's hard to kind of remember some of their names. <laughs> so I just he's my favorite character probably. I call him brother in law. Hilarious. He be singing on there. He fat like they band together and they're trying to get out of this high school. And like I said, it's ground zero, so it's rough. Um, and people are getting affected, but some people are still, they still have their humanity. Um, it's a, it's a good show. Check it out. It's on Netflix. All of us are dead. Um, I'm hoping, you know, cause the writer's strike, we maybe get it at least next year. I don't see it maybe happening this year, if I'm being honest. I think it comes with a lot you yeah, have to do. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But I don't know with the writer's strike really uh, affect them in South Korea. Who knows? I mean, it could go through localization rewrites, which might be a thing, you know, for like uh, the the dubbed version, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, who, who knows? I would hope. I hope not, because that's a that's a great A show. That's great. It's good stuff. You know, I find all the good shows on Netflix. So how, how mad would you be if I called you a wealthy right now? Oh, oh yeah, they was calling this boy who <laughs> who was on welfare. They called him a wealthy. I said, "That's what they be saying in Korea." Like, dang, That's fucked up, right? I've been a wealthy all my life. All my life. I mean, not now, but I was a wealthy <laughs> all my life. <laughs> okay, what do you have next on your list? All right, so you went Korean. I'm gonna go and stick with the same thing. Uh, this is uh, one of my top favorite movies. Predictable, of literally all time. Literally all time. Top, top, I'd say 10, 5. It's up there. It might shift depending on my mood, but it's in that list of top 10. And it's called I Saw the Devil. Oh, yeah. You know what? I have that on my list. Is it on Hulu or is it on like Amazon? Uh, It's on Amazon for me because I own it, but I'm not really sure where else it would be. I remember seeing it possibly on Hulu. I do remember watching it uh, a few times on Netflix uh, a few times. Um, I would check maybe all three of those places, to be honest. Prime Video, Hulu, and Netflix. Uh, I Saw the Devil. This is a 2010 film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm going to butcher names, so I won't even try to say directors and things. But um, in this film, we follow and open with a absolute maniac of a serial killer. Um, mm. And he mostly focuses on young girls and women. And uh, there is a young woman who is uh, on the side of the road, snow, snowy mountainside. Uh, and she's kind of like trapped, waiting for like uh, whatever their equivalent would be of AAA, right? Okay. And uh, this man happens to see her car, pulls up behind her. Uh, gets out and walks towards her driver's side window and he asks her if she needs help and uh, she says no and he says well okay are you sure because it's really going to get bad out of here I'd like get out of here and she shoots him away 
uh, shortly after she shoes him away, she's talking to her husband. The husband is the main character of this story, and uh, he's basically on a uh, patrol. Oh, she's on the phone with him. He is a he's a, I guess you could say an, a special agent, if you will. I don't know what government section, but he is a he is a federal agent, uh, and he's on patrol. He's on, he's on duty. And she's letting him know that you know where she is and what what's happening, and she hangs up. Shortly after that, her window shatters, and we hear a scream, and we cut to black. Um, and then when we reopen, we are now seeing her as she is in plastic tarp. Don't be telling all the her. don't tell all the movie. And uh. From there, I guess you could possibly guess what happens and the reason why the main character is what he is, but it is a game for the serial killer, but it also becomes a game for the special agent. And to to a fault, to a degree, this story of revenge is something that uh, leaves a trail of destruction and pain for more people than it should have. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a beautiful, beautiful culmination of amazing action, terrible and disgusting characterization, and I love them because you love to hate the serial killer, genuinely speaking. Um, the tension between the uh, murderer and the special agent is just... Uh, it's so palpable, it's crazy. It essentially becomes a cat and mouse game. And how long can you become or be played cat and mouse until you're playing by yourself and it's no longer a game? Uh, one of, if not a like real monumental movie for me. It made me go like, you know what? Like Internationally, these guys got something going over there and I really wanted to pay attention to it. Oh yeah. Uh, when I watched it in 2010, this was only when uh, like Netflix was like giving out DVDs. Get your red box. Legit. And so like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just sit here and watch this and check it out. And I I think I ended up keeping it. I got that one got stolen from me, but I kept that one for a while. Like that was and now I it's on your over credit. And over again. Great movie. I saw the devil. If you're looking for something that is rather disturbing because of content matter, but Ultimately, the payoff and the story overall is so gratifying and worth your time. Check it out, please. I've seen it a couple years ago, probably like four years ago, like in 2019 or 2020. Yeah, I, I want to say me and you and I watched it. It is good. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorites. Man. Do you feel like it aged well if you yes. watch it right now? Yes, it still to this day has aged so well and even better right now. Content-wise, because, and I'll just leave this as a very short tangent, but, like, how women are treated nowadays anyway. Uh, And, you know, we got those incel types who are online and always talking about women and doing those, you know, terrible things in the world to them. Yeah, yeah, he follows that suit, and this was in 2010. So, Mm. yeah, definitely age well, damn near uh, right on time. Okay. 
Yeah, you know what? It makes me want to watch it again because I was by my fingernails while you was talking, okay? You was a, a storyteller. <laughs> um, but I can always remember the poster for it. Like, it was like blood on one side or something. Like yeah, you see it, his it face. looks like a dripping blood and his eye is within a knife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's always kind of like it. pseudo grudgy, if you will. That's why I was like, oh, is it on Amazon Prime or... Because I always feel like I see it. Yeah, you I, know? I own it on Amazon Prime. So that's okay, probably that's the probably reason why. why you see it. And I have watched it recently. That's why it's so good to me. Okay. And, I mean, if you guys haven't checked it out, go and check it out. Most likely it probably is on Amazon Prime. I don't know if I've seen it anywhere else, but check it out. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Um, Father's Day is coming up. Do yourself a favor. Um, <laughs> my next one, again, I'm going into TV shows. I'm talking about stuff I do watch, and like on a regular basis, it's my favorite, or it's become one of my favorites to watch um, throughout the year. Um, I had to catch up on this series. It was one that was on my list. It's called Blood and Water. Oh, okay, okay. It did start in 2020, so I watched the first season. You know, we were quarantining. It is a like a South African show. It's a drama. Mm. Um, I thought all the African, the South Africans, they were just beautiful. I was just like, these are some really good looking um, people. I mean, black is beautiful, baby. Right. You know so I, mean? I was like, y'all glowing, okay? And um, it. It has three seasons now. They're supposed to give a fourth one. I think a lot of fans feel like there's no need for a fourth series. Oh, okay. um, but they are um, greenlit for a fourth season. Again, I don't know when it comes to different countries if they are also affected by the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it could just be our country. Um, but I have watched the first season in 2020, and then they took a little bit of time to do the second season, and then they did the third season, like, right next to it. Um, mm. And that's what a lot of shows that I've been watching did. So that's why it's took me like a couple years to just to watch all of them. Um, this is about a girl who um, her family has been, I guess she has an older sister that was kidnapped. She was abducted at birth. And um, this is the parents have been looking for the daughter for since she she's been gone. So for 16 years. Um, and then she happens to see this girl at a party, which it was her her sister's birthday. They always celebrate her sister's birthday every year, um, even though she's gone. And she went to a party that night, and she sees a girl that looks very familiar. Like, she looks like if my sister on the missing poster was, you know, if they older, it would be her. Um, oh, so okay. she gets obsessed with trying to find out if this girl is really her sister um, and she even transfers to the private school that the girl goes to, the girl has, you know, her family has money. Um, then they start talking about sex trafficking and abduction. So, you know, which are real things that's happening in every country. Um, so um, it's a really good show, brings awareness to some things about child abduction, sex trafficking. Um, they have some beautiful black Africans, South Africans. Some of them, I don't know, could be South and some could be in different parts of Africa. But um, beautiful Africans. They were thick, too. The best uh, friend was thick. And yeah. uh, I, I think I've walked in and, and, and seen you watching it. And you even went like, damn. And I was, I was like, like girl, <laughs> yeah. got them yams. 
okay? But no, it's a really good show. If you ever want to check it out, it is on Netflix. Again, it's called Blood and Water. It is, um, they do have three seasons. Um, it's South African. Um, sometimes during the show, they do speak in the native tongue a little bit, but they give you some subtitles. It's not the whole way through, but um, I like that because it, it's like, yeah, we're South African. You know, this is a South African show. We're going to put some of that language in there. Yeah. But yeah. it's a really good show. So if you guys ever want to check it out, um, I went through it pretty fast um, when catching up. I think it only took me a couple of days. But, again, I have that dedication, so <laughs> I will binge something. I'm a true binger. Uh, for real. All for right. Real. So what is your next? Is this a movie, right? Yep. Okay. All along the movies. Let's, uh, let's move over to... Uh, now, I can't remember. I get these confused between one another, so forgive me between my last two choices here, but um, I have The Witch. It looks like The Vivitch on like every on, like media platforms, like two Vs, but it's called The Witch, and I want to say this is by Ari Aster, uh, the same man who made Hereditary. Oh, so, okay, so it's not the Ronald Dole movie. No. Oh, hmm. not at all. Those are trash. Anyway, oh, you got the um, game twist. That's my favorite Arthur as a uh, <laughs> a child. Uh, which follows an exiled family during the like literal pilgrim days. Like mm. the entire film uh, is actually scripted and spoken in Old English. So oh, hither, wow. thither, like that type of shit. It's uh, stay your tongue, daughter, like that type of shit. That's not uh, familiar. You sound like that foreplay you be trying to whisper in my ear, like you know. When you... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so um, it's it's incredibly brilliant. Um, following this family, they're exiled um, from their actual commune and community, and they're sent out onto this land and they actually make themselves a home and from there it's basically watching that family fall into turmoil as uh, once the oldest daughter is or while the oldest daughter is watching her baby brother uh, in the middle of the forest or in the middle of the fields uh, it is he's taken, he's kidnapped and he's just taken and it is by a witch and from there, the entire family goes and in, in, in crumbles. Her, uh, there are about uh, a total of four people, but there was the fifth one, so there's the baby. and uh, Or five people, excuse me. So six in total. And you see each and every one of them kind of go and flow into madness. It's heavily religious. Uh, it's... I wouldn't say it is for everyone. Uh, this is one of those movies that if you like things that are a slow burn, uh, strange even. How slow? Um, and, and different. Because the the acting itself is spot on, but to carry on with uh, Old English for like a two, two and a half hour movie, um, ultimately for a really good payoff. But, I mean, it takes a while to get there. I don't know if most people could well, actually handle that. I was saying, there's a lot of movies like that. Like, what's the Mel Gibson movie? Uh, Braveheart? Mm. You know, oh, you no, that, of... wasn't, that wasn't dubbed over, though. That was in English. Oh, I mean, so it's old, like old, real... old English. Okay. This is, like, 1459. 
like real old or Get. like even older than that type shits. It's old. And um with these people like going through what they're going through, they start blaming their older daughter, who then starts believing things and it's a slow burn spiral. There is a scene uh which is famous called the crow or the raven scene. I'm not gonna explain that scene in particular, but uh if you YouTube it, the witch raven scene, you'll understand because uh, it's a it's an incredible scene that really like solidifies the ultimate feel of what this movie brings. It brings a sense of dread, what an absolute is... sense of dread, and I like that when it comes to my slow burn horror movies. What is it on right now? Um, at this moment, I really couldn't tell you that one. This is one that I did end up watching ultimately on uh, Netflix. So, if anything, I would go there to see if it is available. You need to direct our baby girls to the places. Yeah, God yeah, damn. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's called The Witch. The Witch. I Looks like two-letter Vs, like the, the Vitch, but it really is The Witch, and mm. it really is a great, great horror movie. And when did that come out again? Ooh, this one is a while ago as well. I, uh, I couldn't tell you. You think it, like, aged well? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I think always worry about that. most of Ari Aster's things will age, will age well, actually, for a while. I always worry about that because sometimes, like, you think when you're a kid, when you've watched something, like, I've watched some Steven Seagal stuff, shut up, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, that was, like, the best movie I've seen, and then I watch it now, and I'm and like, what the, the hell he is going on? Huh? <laughs> you have ruined Steven Seagal for me. I love Steven Seagal. Like, not now, but I loved me some Steven Seagal with his little ponytail. And his shitty T-Rex arms when he runs. Oh, my God. I <laughs> if you guys know what he's talking about, I did not know until I was watching Mark for Death. That's one of my favorite Steven Seagal movies. And he was running. And Gregory over here going to tell me about all the shit he didn't see on the internet about people making fun of Steven Seagal run. Man. And I was like, oh, my God, why is he running like that? That nigga is an internet punching bag. <laughs> oh, my God. He's annoying. <laughs> But anyways, okay, so my next one is something that's actually on our TV right now on mute. I mean, sorry, but just want to give y'all that. But it is <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. No, I'm not talking about the 1994 Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Kristen Slater, Antonio Banderas movie. This is like a revised Anne Rice story. It's a series now. Um. It is starring uh, Jacob Anderson from Game of Thrones. If anybody's seen Game of Thrones, he is like, what do they call those? Uh, he was part of, uh, what's her name's army? Dothraki. Yeah, he was part of the, but he was, it wasn't a Dothraki. He was uh, part of the other one that didn't have any dick. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those immortal dudes. I don't, I don't remember what they're called. They uh, can fight though. They had hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it stars Jacob Anderson. This is a little bit more, a little controversy for some people who are very sensitive about. I don't want anything changed. It needs to stay the same, um, because you know you didn't get the main character as black on the movie. You, you know, it was Brad Pitt. Um, this one is, um, Jacob Anderson. He's black. Um, the vampires on here are gay. We didn't get that on the movie, which, you know, if you think about vampires, they usually are very sexual. Yeah, flamboyant, asexual. very sexual, for sure. Yeah, they like men, women, whatever, you know. So 
I was like, okay, I like that because that's more realistic to what I think of when I think about vampires. Yeah. So you get Jacob Anderson, Sam Reed, who's playing his counterpart, um, Bailey Bass. So she's a, a black actress who is basically what Kristen Dunst's character was, but she's black, which I like that. Um, and then we have who would have played uh, Christian Slater's character as that uh, writer. Um, Eric, what's his name? Eric Bozen. Bogozen. Mm. I don't know. You guys have to look him up. But you can actually find Interview with the Vampire on A&E Plus. Or AMC Plus. Sorry. AMC Plus. But um, if you haven't watched the movie, um, it's very much taken from the movie. It's just talking about um, a vampire and how he became a vampire. Um, I like that it takes him back to like, uh, like I don't know, it was like the early, like the late 1800s, I believe, or 1900s. It was 1900s, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Very like realistic, that. though. You know, like when I watched the movie, it was like, okay, where are the black people at? I remember just one black woman. And um, I like that it's like Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, there's racism. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be gay. You know, um, so I like the and I like that it's Louisiana. There's black people, and again, I just like that the main character was black. It was it's a good show. I watch it all the time. Right. Um, it's only one season right now. It came out. Um, did it come out this year? It came out last year. I want to say. I believe it came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, it came out last year. Um, and. They got greenlit for a second season. Everything I tell you guys got greenlit for a second season. Or, I mean, if it needed to be. It's, these shows are bomb. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up watching Interview with the Vampire with Brad Pitt. I remember the first time I watched it, um, I was with my parents. I had to be like five years old, and it was like 4th of July. I remember. So it was like 94, 95, right around the time it came out. I think my dad got it at Blockbuster or something. I just remember watching it with them at a very young age. Um, and I liked the movie, but I love the twist of um, giving Jacob Anderson that lead role. And, um, you know, putting a twist on the old, uh, old classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when people are like, I'll oh, just keep it the same. Sometimes, you know, when you revise something or you, you know, redo, it, it's good. It's not all the time, but this one is really good. So if you get a chance, if you maybe just want to, if you have like uh, Amazon, you can do it through Amazon. Just take a month and watch it. You know, it's not going to hurt paying six ninety nine for AMC Plus. Um, it is worth it. So, yeah. and we watched it together and you liked it. Pretty decent show. Yeah. Not too bad. Decent, bro. It, it was good. Okay. Every Sunday. Yeah. It was pretty decent. All right. So what you got next? All right. For my final one, my final one here, um, deals with mythology, deals with lore. Uh, this is one that it's worth watching multiple times because you can see, uh, especially if you know mythology or uh, Scandinavian mythology, that is, you'll be able to see certain... Uh, Things and it'll make sense. Uh, and this is called The Northman. This is Robert Eggers' The Northman. Um, this uh, stars Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, I like genuinely just like that dude as an actor. Uh, and any role where he's going to be a badass in it, I'm for. Yeah. And to know that he's playing basically a Viking, uh, yeah, sign me up. Um, <laughs> it is a long movie. 
it is a movie that is broken into, I believe, chapters, meaning uh, you're going to sit there for a bit and you're going to get, you know, beginning and ends of each chapter, honestly. Uh, and it is a of Scandala- Scandinavian folklore and the story in which the Shakespearean story Hamlet is based off of. So if you take the story of Hamlet and it being about revenge, you can guess what the Northmen uh, is essentially about. Okay. Um, the Northmen basically is uh, the, you follow uh, a prince or an ex-prince uh, and his basic journey through fate and to Valhalla. Um, and it's unbelievable. Uh, Cinematography-wise, there couldn't be any place more beautiful, in my opinion, than like what they made Scandinavia look like, or what it is, does honestly look like. Uh, it is shot near a actual volcano. It's real life there, and it is known as the Gates of Hell, H E L, and uh, it ha- that in itself actually has to do with the story. Um, Amalith, I believe, is his name. And, and if you look at it and replace it, or if you move around a few letters, it spells out Hamlet. So, Amalith, uh, that's clever. Prince is uh, meets his father as he comes back from a victory run. They just did a crusade, and the king, his father, is coming back with the spoils. He meets his wife there, his son, and all of his you know servants and all of the people of the kingdom, basically. It's not a large kingdom, but it's large enough. And uh, though the only person missing from his uh, raiding party, if you will, is his brother. Uh, I want to say his brother's name is Folnir, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anywho, uh, the King Raven, I believe that's the uh, king's name, he is slain, ultimately slain by his brother. Mm, after this battle and uh, the entire village is basically taken over and Amalith swears upon his his father his father's grave and his mother that he will get revenge oh my daddy great um one of the like genuinely speaking it's it's so brutal it is unbelievably brutal how like like bloody and like crazy that movie gets it's not done in an obtuse way. I will say it's very elegant in how gruesome it is. Take that how you will. Um, but Robert Eggers can film violence and make it look like art. And this is the reason why I love this movie. There is a scene where uh, a spear is thrown at Amalith and he catches it mid-air and like mid-strike, takes all the momentum and throws it right back and uh, filmmaking Damn. genius. Uh, I would say this is on. This is definitely on Hulu. Is I it? Say it's I thought Hulu. I saw it on maybe HBO and Max. It, uh, and it's on H. It was on HBO Max or Max. Um, but anywhere you see it, The Northman, please dedicate a couple of hours to it. Again, these are Damn, movies how- that have slow burns. Most of the ones that I did actually say except for upgrade uh actually are slow burns but this this movie here is worth every bit of the payoff 
How many hours is it? This is like a two hour, oh, uh, two bad. two hour and forty five minute movie, and it's incredible. I was like stuck to my seat watching it. I've like, seen the previews and the background looks amazing. It looks so beautiful. And I think what's most upsetting is that it, it was a movie that didn't make its bucks when mm. it was when it came out in the theaters. But after it got start, it made it to streaming. As people started buying it and watching it. Yes, it is a classic of a movie. Fuck the box office. This movie is gold. Well, I'm glad you said that because my last one has some haters on it, but they have prospered and they get in the season two. All right. So my last one is something I watch every Friday. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the reason why they're getting in season two. You can find this on HBO Max and it is Velma. <laughs> nah, man. Don't play with me. Okay, don't at me. Hilarious. Velma is an animated mystery, horror, comedy, television show. Based Satire. On, yeah, based on the Velma Dinkley character from Scooby-Doo. So she's, like, different because she's, like, Indian. And she may be gay. And, um, you know. Uh, she's a terrible friend. Like, completely the opposite right. of what, she, what Velma really is. Shaggy is black. His name is Norville. Everybody was hating I don't care about their color. Who gives a, a fuck? And Shaggy doesn't do drugs whatsoever. He don't. He against you, okay? He said, listen, I don't do the drugs, okay? He's, he's uh, they called him a beta man. He's a beta <laughs> man at that, too. He's very smart, very aware. Velma was a shitty friend. She's a shitty friend, shitty girlfriend, all that. But it, um, if you get a chance, watch Velma on HBO Max. There's only one season. When I was watching it, they were putting out two episodes every, like, like every Friday they were putting out two episodes, and I was on it. I think there's only, like, ten episodes, but, you know, so many reviews, because I think people were some hating-ass bitches, because it was, like, a different take on Velma. Why can't we switch it up a little bit? She's not white. She's Indian. Um, she's a feminist. Um, she's a little, she's, she's selfish. <laughs> she's terrible. Um, uh, it's, it's funny. I don't know why we can't just take that. Everybody's just so like, oh my God, that's not Velma. It's just Scooby-Doo. It shouldn't be like that. Fuck you. Yeah, it's good. If they're going to do it to Little Mermaid or anything else, they're going to do it to this too. Who cares? Right. It's good. So suck it. But let me tell you all the hating ass bitches out there who was like, ooh, Velma suck. Guess what? Suck it. It's getting a season two. And, you know, if they want to look at, like, how much I watch it, you know, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome, <laughs> HBO Max and the creators of Velma, because I got you. I got you. Um, is there anything else or any shows you want to talk about? Any last words of wisdom before we head out for the weekend? Um, watch all of our suggestions, and that means you love yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you are strong. Um healthy you drink water mind your business person if you don't you raggedy your bald head so you know take our advice be a good person <laughs> be a beautiful person be a strong independent person um i do want to thank you guys again so much for listening every week to our podcast remember we drop our new episodes every friday on all streaming platforms and we'll talk to you next week bye yeah.